Hi, Jim here. Thanks for listening to this past episode of the Ski Podcast. Since releasing this podcast, we have a new supporter of the show. The Ski Podcast is now supported by Switzerland Tourism. They will be helping us explore some of the 355 ski destinations across the country, from famous names of Samaritz, Lax, Davos and Zermatt, to the lesser-known resorts that cover their mountainous land. We will be reporting on them and telling interesting stories about the people who live and work there. In total, there are 7,067 kilometres of slopes to ski and 1,800 lifts to ride and at least 80 of them are funiculars, which is good because I do love a good funicular. Well, there's a lot to do, so while we get on with that, you can get on with listening to this episode of the Ski Podcast. Thanks, listener, and thanks, Switzerland Tourism. Hello and welcome to the Ski Podcast, because knowledge is powder. Um, at the other end of the microphone, not speaking now, is Ian Martin. Hi, Ian. Hi there, Jim. How are you going? Yeah, I'm very good. You can sound, you can hear I'm a bit tired today. Um, I'm Jim Duncombe, and as I said, this is the uh, Ski Podcast. We do have a website now. It's theskipodcast.com. Uh, you can go there and catch up on all our ex-shows. Ian, what's been your favourite past show so far? Wow, well, there have been a lot of them. Um, it's possibly one of the Olympic ones. I mean, I quite like that intense period when we were doing them every day during the Olympics and trying to kind of keep up with, to date, with stuff that was going on on the other side of the world in a different time zone. Yeah, but, you know, it was, it was good, that. Brilliant stuff. Um, so yeah, you can catch up on all of those. There's a specific page for the Olympics. Um, or there's all the other ones there for you. You can contact us by tweeting us at the Ski Podcast. You can email us now. Um, it's either Jim at the Ski Podcast.com or Ian at the Ski Podcast.com. Depends who your favourite is. It's up to you. And um, you can find us on Facebook as well. Coming up in today's show, we will have snow info from Zermatt. We will be talking about new ski lifts in Val Ian's going to be t- chatting to Julia from the Ski Show. That's the London one. Well, there's only one now. Um, and I will be chatting with Oxygen Snow School about their new offering. And we will be telling you what to read this summer. Um, I've got something quite exciting that happened to me ski related this week, Ian. Yeah. Well, actually, two things. Um, the first one is new skis came in the post. You got some new skis. Did they actually yeah. come in the post with a little... No, surely not a first-class stamp on them. No, no, first class. It was a DPD driver. I was intensely tracking him as he drove around my town. Okay, um, and what have you what have you ordered then? Um, I've got a pair of um, Salomon SQTs 99 width. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue what that means, really. That sounds wide across the uh, underfoot. Yeah, a little bit wider than I thought, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I haven't had such wide skis before. I'm gonna try. So you're obviously assuming we're gonna have another ski season like the one we just had. Yep, totally. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm, I'm going skiing next week as well, so hopefully I'll be able to try them out. Remind me where you're going? I'm going to be in Chavinia in two, sorry, three weeks' time. I'll be in Chavinia skiing on the glacier, which I, we've got a, a snow report coming up about that particular glacier. Yeah. So, so this is you go up from the Chavinia side and then ski on the glacier Matterhorn Paradise on the Zermatt side. Is that how that's it? That's it. Yeah. yeah okay, in cool. fact, tell you what, why don't we listen to that snow report right now? This is Ed Mannix of Matterhorn Chalets, and here is the snow report for the summer skiing here in Zermatt. Zermatt's summer ski area lies approximately between 3,400 and 3,900 metres on the Teodild Glacier, and all six of its T-bar lifts are fully functioning. 
Access to and from the skiing is via the Klein Matterhorn cable car up from Trocknersteg, and conditions on the 16 kilometres of prepared runs are generally very good, especially between 10 and 11.30am when the piece surface is excellent corn snow. Before this window, however, it's rather hard, even icy, whilst towards midday the skiing becomes heavy as everything warms up. Summer ski lifts currently close at 1pm. For the more adventurous, there are a few ski touring and off-piste options, but with the hot weather and lack of significant precipitation at any altitude, the crevasses are starting to open up, so care should be taken outside the marked runs. The west face of the Brighton still remains an attractive excursion on skins, and for the most part, the ski down is on good corn snow, although some ice is starting to show through in places, and again, the crevasses are now very much more inevitable. Well, that sounds like good news for me, I'd say, Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, they just need to make sure you get up early in the morning, by the sounds of it. Yeah, well, my kids uh, absolutely love getting up early. Not sure if they like skiing that early. We'll see. Hey, and guess what? I'm also going to meet up with a friend of the show, uh, Dave. Remember the ski instructor I talked to um, quite a while ago? I do. I do remember Dave, yeah. So um, he's popping over to see me and going for a ski day. He's my new mate. Okay, and um, I seem to recall a while ago, you you, you were very taken with the Aosta Valley. Are you checking it out for possible, you know a time in the future there absolutely that's what we're there for we're going um, potential location hunting right so we shall see okay well good luck good luck with the whole trip and I'm very jealous of you that you get to do some skiing well I will bring um, a special maybe one or two special reports back with me as well oh, wait, it's a work trip Ian don't, don't, <laughs> don't think I'm going to have fun <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing um, uh, the reason I've got this croaky voice is because I've been partying um, in the wind quite a lot at this festival. Um, it was quite windy at the weekend. And I met these nice people who um, have done almost the reverse of what many people do. And they've done quite a few seasons and been inspired by what they do in the season. And they started up a business and it's called Lerac Shack. And they go around to festivals and events and they basically cook um, uh, raclette cheese at festivals. Okay. Um, it's not what I would situation. typically imagine uh, uh, as festival food, but um, why not? So do they do they grate or, or slide, slide, slice the cheese off in front of you onto your chosen baked potato or something? Is that what happens? Yeah, totally. They're there grilling it properly, and then it slides off onto your chips, French cornichon. Okay. So, um, so I if you think like, that one of the fun bits of a raclette is doing all that stuff yourself rather than yeah, having someone else do it for you. Oh yeah, that is the best bit. I've always found um, that the, the pirade is a bit of a cheat in a restaurant because that is essentially getting someone to cook their own food. Yeah, it should be discounted, shouldn't it? Absolutely. Like they, do, they should discount at the supermarkets as well. Um, right, I think we've got a review now, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Um, do you want to do the honours? I know you've I will. seen it, yeah, have you? Okay, so it's from um, Johnny Goldsborough. It starts awesome, double exclamation mark, five stars. Um, and his comment is, like listening. it's like listening to your mates talk about skiing. Really varied and interesting show. We will definitely continue listening and looking forward to future episodes. Some ideas, hidden gems, weird places to ski, worst ski resorts for beginners, intermediates all round, etc. Maybe some stuff on ski technique. Keep up the good work. Well, there you go. I think we've got all those sorts of things in the pipeline. I definitely will be going to some obscure resorts. It's now my new favourite hobby. And yeah. um, 
maybe I'll get some ski tips off Dave, the ski instructor, when we're yeah. um, when I'm out in Chavinia. Yeah, I think basic ski technique. It can be a bit hard to get across <clears throat> ski technique in audio, I think. But um, but yeah, some base, some some you know, basics, uh, you know, could work. Worst ski resort, I think, could be a good chat. But hopefully, we've never been to the worst ski resort because you'd avoid it, wouldn't you? I don't know. You, what's the worst ski resort you've ever been to? Um, well, it would have to be somewhere when it probably wasn't the worst ski resort. It was just really bad snow instead. I did go to to Barège, which is in the French Pyrenees, in April, and it was about 1988, and there was no snow when we arrived, and it looked pretty bleak. And then it snowed overnight um, for the first two days. And uh, we had loads of powder skiing, but when we first arrived, it looked pretty awful. I mean, I went to Borovets 20 years ago, or maybe more, and I would say that up for that, I mean, it doesn't compare anything to many of the big resorts. Um, it's probably got something going for it. Probably better than it has it did in the past. It's probably better now, but yeah. It had a, had a piece, a ski area, um, which was, you know, limited as it was. And there was also an additional chairlift that you had to pay extra for if you right. wanted to go up that I area. bet it was really, really good like a, to pay that. It was yeah, yeah. coin-operated just to stick your um, thing in the slot. Maybe I'll make it, I'll make it my mission for Johnny Goldsborough to yeah, find the worst ski resort in the world. Right, while we're talking about ski resorts, let's find out about some new ski lifts that are coming up. Ian, you, who have you been talking to? About uh, well, Valdezair did an event recently. They're interested in letting people uh, know about all the redevelopment going on in, in Ladai, that area when you um, come into Valdezair and the kind of first section of uh, Valdezair. That gondola has been completely upgraded. So I chatted to a couple Great. of people so from Valdezair. I'm, I'm here in London. Valdezair have come to London uh, for the evening. And one of the reasons we're here is to find out a little bit more about the uh, new developments in uh, Ladai. So I'm here with uh, Olivier Simonin uh, and uh, Marie Duplanil from uh, Val d'Isère Téléphérique. So I wonder if perhaps you could tell us um, the old lift, I think, had been there since 1965, so it was due for an upgrade. What, what, how is exactly the... Exactly in 1966. 1966. And so the new lift, work has started already, is that right? Yeah. It will start to work the, the next winter. Right, November. so it'll, it'll open in December, yeah? Yeah, November, the end of November, because Val is opening... 24th November. Yeah, and the in November, right. So the new lift uh, going from Ladai uh, will be m- much quicker, I take it, will it? Yes, much quicker, 6 metres per second, and the old one is uh, well, 3 metres per second. Okay, so how long will that cut the journey time to the top? About 4 minutes, 5 minutes, four minutes, four five and 5 minutes. minutes. And the overall capacity for taking people up the hill, the uplift capacity must yes. be much better as well. Uh, uh, 10 people in each cabin Yeah. and more than uh, 2,800 people right okay yeah that's uh that's that's a lot and so that goes from Ladai. so some people you know will know val d'isere when you come into resort it's that first section of the resort uh where the funeval uh, goes from as well and, and and i think you're changing the base station in Ladai as well is that right 
You are putting in a new uh, ticket office or something like that? Yes. Actually, you will be able to buy your tickets just down the Ladai lift. Yeah. It will be much more like a, a welcoming uh, area where you can have a place for kids and uh, buy tickets. And, uh, Great. Okay. And, the, um, and this is the lift that um, goes up over the the OK piece, is that right? right? So lots of people would know that because it takes them up to the Folly Deuce, which is where lots of people like to go. So can pedestrians still go on this lift yes, up yes. to the Folly Deuce? Pedestrians can uh, always go to the yeah. And what time will it close uh, for, for if they want to come back down? 5 p.m. Yeah, so regular, regular sort of time. Well, it sounds like a, that sounds like a, uh, another great development because in Val d'Isere, it seems to me that you're constantly upgrading the lift system because we had the new Soleil's lift maybe two years ago, was that, and developments on the top of Soleil's. Are there any other plans, not for this season, but for the future? Yeah, other plans on the Liseron. On the Liseron? Yes, on the Fournay and new lift the next uh, next year right well we we'll look forward to that and and you've also been um, had uh, some you have summer skiing at the moment we were following very closely the fact that you had a couple of the runs uh, open like normal winter runs rather than the glacier skiing uh, that that went well Yes, yes, yes. It was. Yeah, I mean, you had them open for about two weeks, didn't you? Before yes, the uh, it was glacier. an opportunity. Uh, yeah, because of the large snowfall this yeah. winter and uh, never done. Yeah, because it took <laughs> a. Yeah, I believe it took a very long time to clear the uh, Col de Lizarin this year because there was so much snow up there. Is that right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And there's still so much snow right now. There's still a lot of snow, but it is open for cyclists at the moment. Uh, yeah, the Polarizon will be open uh, last, last week. Yeah. And the end of June is very... Yeah. Well, that's a good, a good problem to have, isn't it, having so much snow? Well, I look forward to going out and trying the lift... Uh, um, you know, this winter. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. Exciting stuff for Telefreak fans there, Ian. Um, was there any new lifts, uh, any new runs to go with There it? are no new runs, uh, I don't think, uh, on that. It's more about, you know, getting people up the hill, you know, faster, more people up the hill in more comfortable surroundings. So it's, you know, it's a significant upgrade. And access, of course, to the folly deuce as well, you know, is and negates the need. That's the main function of this. No, gondola, not right? really, but it, it will. It will will be for some people for sure. Does does getting people up the hill quicker mean quieter slopes or busier slopes? Obviously, the idea is to have shorter. No, that time. sounds that sounds like an equation somewhere or other. It must depend. It's got to. It's got to be better. <laughs> it's got to be better. Whether it means fewer people on the slopes, I can't quite work that out. I work out an equation. I'll get my cousin Dan sorting out an equation. He's a mathematical genius. It'll be something like piece space over lift consumption times yeah. by. Well, I, I like it. Speed, I mean, I think it's something that the speed. industry needs to calculate whether it helps. Must help. 
they probably have one. And Le Jai was um was was never intended essentially to be like a proper ski resort place. It was built for the Olympics, wasn't it? Gosh, uh, I don't know the answer to 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 that at all. But um, I mean, all oh, right, I was giving you an opportunity to have the answer to that. I think you're. I think I'm right that it was specifically built um, as like a, a village for part of um, the okay. Winter Olympics. Well, no, I mean, Latania is like that as well. In that in in that case, Latania was built for the press, wasn't it? Yeah, specifically, so, you know, I think. it was created in nineteen in nineteen ninety two. But I think they always envisaged it would become uh, a ski resort. But uh, um, yeah, it's not the most attractive part of. Uh, no, was I don't. I, there you go. There's a gap in my knowledge there. I must uh, um, do a bit more research on Ladai. <laughs> you need to read. I've got this big book on the history right. of Ladai. Right, you can have you. it. I'll send it over. Now. Um, it's that time of year, the end of the, well, the solstice has happened. It's uh, the summer holidays have started, which means we're very close to what some call the start of the ski season. And that is the London Ski Show. We're really quite a long way away from it, but we're going to start talking about it now because it is a big point. Ian, what have you been talking about? Uh, Well, there is only one ski show these days. There once was a time when you had ski shows all over the uh, country, Birmingham, Glasgow, Manchester, even in Southampton and uh, and Brighton, uh, if I've missed any out. Um, but uh, these days there's only one in London, and it's over four days. And I chatted to uh, Julia Hanan, who is uh, head of operations, I think, at the uh, London Ski Show. Okay, so um, I'm here uh, today with Julia Hannan from the Telegraph Ski and Snowboard Show. She has the uh, the task of, uh, of being responsible for all of the content of the show. So, right person to uh, talk to. Welcome to the Ski Podcast, Julia. Thank you. Uh, I wonder if we could start off, what are the dates of the show this year? So, um, the dates this year are the 25th to the 28th of October, which is actually half-term weekend. Yes, well, we've actually got two weeks of half-term down here in Brighton, but I think that's probably half-term for for most of the country, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's that's a a, a good half-term activity. We'll come down to that, uh, around to that a little bit later. My kids love it. But whereabouts, whereabouts is it, the show? So um, th- we're actually calling it a festival. Oh, this sorry. Year. Okay. So we've Seems slightly renamed the event. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's going to be at Battersea Park Evolution. So um, it's indoors and outdoors this year. Yeah. Uh, so um, Battersea Park Evolution is where it's been for about four years, perhaps now, something like that. Yeah. 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 I remember um, back in the day, quite a long time ago. Uh, they had an event called Bordex there. Do you ever know that one at all? Bordex? No. no, it didn't run. Didn't run for so long, but uh, it was obviously a snowboard uh, themed uh, event. And then it was, you know, nothing really happened there for a while. And since it went back a few years ago, um, I think that ability to be able to do what you're talking about, have a lot of stuff outside as well as inside, mm-hmm. you know, works really well. What well, What are the kind of things you've got uh, going on at the show then? So, Sorry, um... re- retract that. What sort of things have you got going on at the festival? 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, so, well, we have we have got some of the the favourite activities coming back again. So, obviously, we're going to have Mount Battersea, which is our huge fifty foot real snow kicker, um, and that's going to be hosting competitions from the Brits and Jimmy's Ice Coffee and Planks, um, along with lots and lots of demos from lots of the kind of grassroots stars and um will, will, are we, will we be seeing any of the uh, athletes who competed at the pyeongchang olympics <clears throat> i'm sure you will yes we are talking to uh british ski and snowboard about bringing um those guys along yeah, so I mean, three three three, three months today <laughs> actually i think it starts so probably is, too yeah. early to be able to confirm who's around yeah, but um, I will know very soon. But uh, yeah, definitely there will be some of them coming along. Excellent. Uh, yes. So um, that's outside. Is is mountain. So that's going to be outside, and actually, yeah, when people arrive this year, it is going to feel a little bit more like a, more of a festival vibe because we've noticed more and more families are coming um, to the event, and they want lots of fun things to do. Um, and it is in half term, so first thing people are probably going to see is that we're going to have a big ferris wheel really okay um yeah so um there's a great big ferris wheel which is going to be free for everybody to have a go okay. on and, how, how, how big um, are we talking about on the top are you going to be it's able not to that big actually it's like it's actually not that big no it's like a vintage ferris okay. wheel but it's still a fun kind of thing to do and, and but it's and a it's fun free. Yeah, and it's free. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that we've brought in this year, because feedback in previous years was that when people come to the show, they really want to have a go themselves. Yeah. Um, and so this year we've partnered with Chelsea, yeah. who have um, training slopes, and they are actually bringing one for us. Oh, right, nice. Um, yeah, so that's going to be outside as well. Um, and there will be a limited number of slots throughout the weekend for people to actually book on for a taster session with Chelsea. And if they, if so they book on, be... do they have to pay for that? Or do you just have to be no, organised to book on? That's going to, that's going to be included yeah. in the ticket price okay. as well. Well, we know Chelsea well. <laughs> We've interviewed uh, them and done a feature from there on earlier episodes of the podcast that people can uh, track have down. I've, I've skied on it a bunch of times myself and... Uh, and how was well, it? Because I actually haven't had a okay. go yet. <laughs> well, the conclusion we we uh, made before is that it's a lot more difficult than skiing yeah. on uh, like a regular dry slope or on snow. Yeah. And it really means that you have to focus hugely on your uh, technique uh, to get it right. And, you know, <laughs> that's got to be a good thing, right? Isn't it? So focus yeah. on your yeah. technique. So, so a recommendation I would make if anyone knows what day they're coming along is to book up one of those slots. Yeah, so um, the Chelsky guys are going to be taking bookings on the day when people get there. So, um, you know, if you are coming down, just get there early and book yourself a slot. Um, that's going to be a world of fun. And they're also actually on their slope going to be hosting um, other bits of fun uh, demos and interviews with some of their ambassadors okay. right. and things like that. Um, am I am I right in thinking that you've got some kind of dog sledding uh, going yes, on this year? Yes, we do. So um, France Montagna are bringing some huskies over um, that will right. be pulling dog sleds. They're actually on wheels, so it's it's not like um, obviously because we won't have any snow. You don't need to have um, a, a drop of snow. No, beforehand but so that's that's <laughs> going to be fun for this year, and you'll see that just as you come in, and then. 
And will that be that? Who gets to have a go on it? Uh, it's going to be for kids. Yeah, it'll be free to have a go on that as well. Yeah. Oh, so I don't no, get to have a go. It's just, just for the kids. kids. Um, those will they get? Doggies. Will they get towed, towed along? Yeah. Like several people, you know. At one I'm not sure how many work. people actually fit in it. I I think maybe only one, or yeah. maybe two little ones, or something. You know. Um, yeah. But okay. yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds brilliant. I mean, I can imagine you know uh, all kids, uh, you know, loving that. Plus. Um, you know that huskies are just beautiful anyway yeah exactly i think you know it's more for give the, give the kids a chance to like you know pet the dogs and stuff they'll yeah. love it cool so um, we've got um you know olympians chance to go chance, skiing yeah. uh, see some you know activity out on the slopes and then inside a lot of uh, retail it's gonna be lots of retail and things inside but we've also got um our ice rink as well right. which yeah. is also included in your ticket yeah um, you have to book on for that as well you don't do. you um we book yeah. about half the slots up front online yeah. through our online booking um and that'll be up shortly and the rest of them can be booked on the day and then we also this year have got um snow and rock are bringing a digi climbing wall oh yeah okay so that's going to be great. What, fun. what does a, a digi climbing wall mean? Well, it's one of these. It's like a climbing wall that has every every spot on the wall has like a light, and it can do patterns, and you have to okay. follow the pattern and things. Okay, like that. it's, it's not clever. a virtual thing though. It's, it's a real climbing wall. It's a real climbing wall. I mean, it, you know, it's mainly for kids as well. Um, but yeah, a really fun, yeah. interactive. Well, you know, when 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 I've been, I know there's lots of other things. I mean, we could probably, you know, uh, or you could uh, tell us a, a lot more about lots of things. But yeah. I know there's face painting and entertainers painting. and crafts and things We've like that a, going on. A food but village when, this year as well. Lots of different yeah. food coming. When I've been along with my kids, who are uh, twins, who are currently eleven, I mean, basically they love it because there's so many different things that you can uh, do. And uh, you can very easily fill, uh, you know, a whole day. So as an activity, mm-hmm. um, in fact, thinking about, might as well move on to, uh, to prices. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I might say my kids are, um, are 10 because right. I believe that kids under 11 are free, aren't they? Right? <laughs> yeah, they are. But also, you know, um, you, you could get an early bird family ticket and that's two okay. adults and two children and that's only £30 for four of you. Right, okay. And that's early bird tickets, how yeah. long are they available? Until? So they're on sale now until the end of August. Right. And then okay. it gets more expensive. Okay, what will it... So at the moment, you could get a family of uh, four for 30 yeah. pounds what would it go up to if you if you wait until after the 31st of august i think it goes up to 35 pounds okay so not a significant chunk but enough to save you uh, you know enough to while you're there yeah yeah um and that applies for just if you want to go as an uh, as an adult uh, yourself as well yeah, thirty first of October is that is that deadline for the early bird? Uh, August. Sorry. And is it the same? Sorry, thirty first of August. Is it the same price every day? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, one um, thing so... we haven't one thing we haven't yep. talked about actually is the um, apre. Yes. Um. So there are separate apre tickets on sale. Oh, for, okay. For um. Uh, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Um, and 
that's sort of entry from 5 p.m. So, you know, if you finish work on Friday and you want to come down later yeah. just for the evening, there's going to be lots of fun and games happening. Um, on Saturday, I'm not allowed to announce it yet. <laughs> right. There will be a super special surprise. Oh, go on. Give um, us an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, we will be having an, uh, an outdoor stage and there will be a... So, popular musical combo performing on it who are apparently very popular in the uh, ski and snowboard resort world right okay i'll have to i'll have to uh, um test. that's as many clues as i can give yeah, you test Jim on that one okay there we go so it's out there so get your tickets and if you want to find out more about the show you can go to ski and uk. Uh, in the meantime thanks very much for your time uh, julia and uh, and hopefully no we'll speak to you uh, um, before the show again, when you've confirmed what Olympians are, are going to be attending and, and when you're allowed yeah, to we'll reveal to who that popular uh, combo are. The big secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks very much. All right. Bye. No worries. Thanks, then. After, after speaking to Ian, do you think, is it, um, has it excited you for the, the next ski show? Uh, <clears throat> for me, the ski show is much more about a kind of getting to see a lot of people from the industry and it's a networking uh, kind of thing but it is in half term and my kids always come along uh for one day and when i told them about the the husky dogs and the husky uh, uh sleds uh, being there they were very excited about that and uh ice skating as well and basically you know they have a ball when they uh, when they come up so and i really enjoy the fact that they like like skiing and everything to do with skiing so yeah you know i'm, I'm looking forward to it from from that point of view yeah Right then, so I had this email the other day, Ian, about um, a company from Ox- uh, Oxygen Ski School. You've heard of them? I have, yeah. Yeah, they're a huge provider of ski schools, and obviously ski lessons, um, in the Tarantais area. So, you know, Spaskili, um, Parody Ski, and the Three Valleys. And they sent us an email saying that they're, they've, they're starting a new venture where they're going to hire out ski clothing oh yeah to people and it will be delivered to your chalet door i chatted to the lady who came up with the idea okay i'm now joined by marion who is from oxygen ski you may know um, oxygen ski is one of the biggest ski schools in the three valleys val d'azer and the plan Lazark. Um, but we're not here to talk about the ski school. We are talking about how they're branching out this season. And um, this season they are starting out um, a clothing rental service, uh, which is on offer to the majority of the Tarantais Valley. Um, Marion, thank you very much for joining. Uh, did I get the summary correct? Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jim. So uh, you've got it exactly perfect. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so next winter, uh, everyone will be able to rent their ski clothing with us. And it will be delivered in the comfort of uh, their chalet. Okay, so, why why have you decided to do this? What did you why why did you think this would be a good idea? Um, well, so I've been working for Oxygen for two years now. I was uh, a marketing assistant slash uh, community manager, and as working, I, I've been uh, studying sports and tourism marketing um, at the same time. And I have just uh, finished my final um, final master's exams. And, you know, I had to do a school report for this uh, for these exams. And um, I had this in mind because um, I've been working in um, a couple um, ski jobs. 
and I had the demand from um, from some holiday makers uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, people who come to ski uh, just for a week or so, uh, they don't want to have their all their equipment, and um, if they don't have equipment, they don't want to have to buy it just for a week. So uh, that that was the main reason why I, I chose to focus on this subject. Uh, so both for my school report uh, and for uh, oxygen development so as this well. Is, this is all. So this is this is all your idea then. So it's your your plan. Well, it was my idea originally, but uh, then, um, well, thanks to oxygen, it's it's uh, it's uh, brought to life now. Um, so yeah, basically, I um, I I went to uh, to see my boss, um, uh, so the founder of Oxygen, and I I said, hey, so this could be a good option for Oxygen, and it would be a great opportunity for me to work on it. So uh, why not uh, why not try? I mean, the the market might be there. And it seems to be growing. So, um, uh, so yeah, let's talk. Awesome. Um, how, if I wanted to take part in this, how would I, how would I go about booking myself some rental clothing? Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty easy actually. So um, like every other oxygen product, you just go on our website, and um, so our e-commerce is there. Um, it's pretty easy and straightforward to book. Uh, so you can have the description of the products, and then. Uh, you'll choose uh, which range you want, which uh, brand as well. Uh, you've got the choice for um, a couple of colors and uh, and models, and then you you'll choose you choose your uh, date of arrival, as well as um, as the resort that you're going to be staying in, and then you just click book, and uh, it will be delivered when you're uh, when you get. To oh, so I can choose my own look. So I can choose if I want to look like um, someone going in the park, or I can choose if I want to look like a, a super cool off-piece gear. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you've got some brands like uh, Vulcan, for example, which is uh, a pretty well-known uh, skewer and snowboard brand. Um, so if you wanna, yeah, if you wanna go for some free riding off-piste, uh, Vulcan is really good because uh, it's got some um, very good uh, Gore-Tex membrane in it. And we've got so Scott as well. So um, the brand that we use for our instructors' outfits, uh, it's Scott. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty good quality and um, and really uh, waterproof and uh, good for free ride as well. Oh, so I can I can rent an outfit to make me look like a ski instructor. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be the, exactly the same. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can you can relate to your instructors with, with it. Or maybe I could um, rent one so I look like an ESF instructor instead. No, we don't have red outfits. <laughs> Sensible. Um, how much? How much does this cost? Is it like? Um, is it as cheap and as affordable as just going to Decathlon and buying stuff from there for a week? Well, basically, it's um, it's a little bit less expensive than if you go to Decathlon and buy the outfit. However, it's going to be a way better quality. So, um, so you can just have basically a good quality equipment for just the time that you need it, and you don't have to get it, um, take it with you back. Uh, in your luggage so uh, so for the price uh, yeah it's uh, basically a package of the jacket and pants and uh, it starts at uh, 59 euros for kids and 79 euros for adults 50, 50, 53 euros for a child for a week and 70 euros for an adult uh, seven, um, sorry let's start again <laughs> so the, the price for kids um, it starts uh, at uh, 59 euros and for adults it starts at 79 okay that well, seems a reasonable price to pay. And so how does that get delivered to your door? Would I have to pick it up? Um, no, so it's delivered directly to your door. So it can be delivered before you arrive in resort. 
or um, as soon as you're there, then uh, you can have the you can have it delivered uh, when you're already in your accommodation. Amazing. Um, if, do you have any fancy fancy dress options? Um, we've got well, not fancy fancy, but we've got um, like for example, Dare to Be. Uh, so they've been working, teaming up with a, a British designer called uh, Julian MacDonald. So he's from a, a luxury fashion house. And um, basically they work together on the, the, the feminine winter sheet outfits. So it's not, um, it's not a, a fancy dress, but uh, you, can have a, you can have a pretty chic outfit for really, really uh, less expensive than buying it. Oh, no, what I meant by fancy dresses, you know, the British people like to wear um, a stupid outfit on the slopes occasionally. Like they like to go skiing as a banana or uh, or something like that. Do you do that sort of clothing as well? No, unfortunately, we don't do that. Uh, we looked at some options for kids' outfits, but unfortunately, they were not um, good quality enough. And uh, our main reason is really for, for kids and their parents to uh, not be wet, you know, after the first day of, uh, of ski lessons because we want them to enjoy their holidays. We don't want them to go back, um, uh, to go back home with this idea of, well, skis, uh, it's hard, it's wet, it's cold. Um, yeah, this is the main focus, really to have good outfits. Okay, um, uh, the other thing I would like to know is that um, sometimes when you go and get some skis from a hire shop, you know, they're a bit battered, um, they're not as good as they could be because other people have worn it. What sort of um, guarantee do you have that these are going to be in top quality um, uh, order? They're going to be um, feel like new when I get them on? So, um, first of all, we, we have them, of course, um, uh, washed every week. So, after every, um, every uh, rental. And, uh, and then we've got an insurance policy. So, if there is uh, any problem, any damage, you know, with a, with a jacket or pants, uh, it, will be, um, it will be repaired or changed if it's really a, a big damage. So uh, yeah, every outfit that basically you can rent will always be um, very high standard. Um, Perfect. Um, and so when does this launch? When can we um, start using this for service if we want to? So uh, the service will be uh, ready to book online uh, by the end of August. So next winter, um, all season, you can have it uh, delivered to your... Wow. So it's open and we can start using it this season. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Marin, while I've got you on the... On the um on the phone um you live out in the alps that's right in in Moutier. uh yeah exactly. where's the best place to ski in the tarantase valley what, where do you think it is oh that's a tough question <laughs> um well since i've been working in in Moutier for two years i really had the opportunity to go ski everywhere in the tarantase and i don't really have a preference to be honest uh i love them all <laughs> So um, every weekend I, I go to um, either Maribel, Val d'Isère, La Plagne, or the um, Val Torrance, for example. So uh, I really change resort every week, and uh, I really enjoy uh, being able to change that. Okay, fair enough. They are all very good resorts. It'd be hard to pick which one specifically is the best. So fair enough. Well, Marion, thank you very much. Um, uh, if you want to hire some kits uh, clothes for the season, you can go to the website um, Oxygen Ski. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oxygen.ski. Oxygen.ski. There we go. Thank you very much, Marion, for joining us. Very kind. Bye-bye. Thank you. So as a, an experienced skier, Ian, do you think you would hire ski clothes? Um, no. I don't think I would because I'd want to... I, I need to be very 
convinced that it would be the right size and technical quality for me but I can see how it would work if you're a less experienced skier and you're not going to go that often or you're not necessarily sure and if you if you leave a you know you go again then you know it makes sense rather than buying them because it can be pretty expensive ski equipment if you don't if you don't do that um who is it who is it who sells the uh the, the cheap stuff every year is it aldi aldi that's him yeah um yeah she said like i asked i was clear that you know it's got to be fairly decent stuff you can't just you don't want to rent just low budget clothing so that's pointless you might as well just go to Quesher or whatever and buy your own um so she she was pretty keen that that wasn't going to happen which is good um but I, yeah i think people will actually do it do you it's a hard sell i think to get people to uh to hire you know overseas um, but i can tell you that people do search for it online a lot because um i work for a ski hire company and often you because you're targeting uh, keywords that involve ski and hire you see a lot of people are actually searching for um, higher ski clothing so why hasn't the ski company that you're doing that for started doing it themselves well because they they hire skis they don't hire clothing that's it Eris. yeah but this is a ski school they they don't hire anything else well maybe they're diversifying uh you know we'll find out if it works they're going in the right direction and uh if it doesn't work you know maybe it was a, a nice idea and because you can already hire stuff. you can hire retro stuff already can't yeah. you yeah yeah, those are retro businesses and hiring hiring kind of onesies and fancy dress type of things. That, you know, but that works well in a particular student market. A lot of those are attached to that, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. We'll see. I mean, I'd be tempted to do it for a family. It would make sense. See, because they do trash that stuff in a week, don't they? They do, but if you can get organised on the Aldi deal, you, you know, there's some really good prices. Probably there. similar prices, yeah. yeah. So the other week, uh, it was a big success, our book club. Well, we thought so. Um, and we're going to do it again. Uh, it's Ian's turn to choose the book. What are we going to do, read? Ian? Uh, I have uh, selected Ski the World by Arnie Wilson. And on the front, it says, A True Story of Love, Courage and Danger. Uh, and if you, if you don't know, I mean, uh, Ski the World. Uh, Arnie Wilson, who's uh, one of the veteran uh, ski writers in the industry at the time uh, of this which is in 1994 he and his girlfriend decided to ski every single day during 1994 and it took them to 240 resorts uh, around the world they were um, very extremely well organized and if you imagine it was before the days of gps so measuring everything was was a lot more complicated getting around the place was more complicated uh, and it's it's a brilliant story it's a kind of combination of a ski adventure but also the love story between the two of them and um you know uh, there's tragedy in it as well which um, we'll, we can talk about more in the next uh, episode it's you know extremely poignant um and inspiring story i think yeah, I am familiar with the story. Um, I have the book in front of me, but I haven't started reading it. Um, so I am looking forward to this. Um, when are we going to review well, it? Well, we do it in our next one. I think we, maybe that'll be early September, uh, our next pod. 
Um, and also, based on this, we've got an exclusive interview with um, the author from Skiing with Demons, Chris Tomlinson, who um, I've spoken to after we um, okay. reviewed that his book last, be, uh, last time around here. So that's exciting. responding to some of the comments. Yeah, so... Yeah. Also, he's going to talk to us a bit about what it's okay. like to ski in Morsi. Okay, cool. Well, I look forward to, to hearing that one. And also coming up in our next show, I'll probably be reporting from Chavinia where I'm going to be skiing. I'm going to be out for three weeks, Great. so I'm going, to, I'm going to do some Well, you enjoy that. your time skiing and the rest of the summer holiday, and by the time we get back, it'll be, it'll be the, the run into winter. wonderful well we'll all chat then everyone thank you very much for listening don't forget you can get in touch with us at the ski podcast on twitter email either jim or ian at the ski or find us on facebook Bye.